Hey, 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 hey. Yes, it is. It's Dating Funnies. Here we go again. I'm telling you. You know, last week I talked about Tinder, the swindler. You know, the swindler on Tinder. It got me thinking about some of the circumstances watching that documentary of, of the things that he did with those women that with my experience of these situations, I saw were immediate red flags. And they didn't. They led with their heart as opposed to pausing and saying, oh, what's, what's really going on here? And I bring this up because, you know, I continue, you know, I'm on some of the, you know, I'm on Tinder, I'm on Bumble, you know, I'm not paying, I'm not paying for anything because I've just kind of lost my enthusiasm on the whole deal. And one of the things I, I get from Tinder and Bumble is people start the initiation of a conversation and then they want me to go to WhatsApp or they want me to go to Google Chat. Now, in years past, I used to go to that and come to find out, next thing you know, they're bogus and they wanted this or wanted that before even meeting. So now when they do that, I just delete it. And I think that would be the recommendation I would suggest to each and every one of you. If they're trying to take you off the medium that you're on and having a conversation and they want to go to some other platform, I would say forget it. Also, if they are local to you, they live within 20 minutes of where you live, half hour. After a few emails, if they're not willing to meet you for coffee, or walk around the park in a public setting for a glass of wine, I'd drop them. No, we're trying to meet someone, not pretend meet someone. It's just ridiculous. So the thing I got to thinking about the other day is it's interesting that we continue to put up with what we're continually willing to put up with, right? And it comes in to play with me is like this one lady I've chatted about on and off for the last couple of years. We've actually known each other for six plus years. And at the beginning of our dating, she always had these reasons why she couldn't go here, she couldn't go there, and you know, she couldn't hang out late at night. She had to get back to where she is staying. The story back then was she was staying with her cousin and her husband in Bellevue, she didn't want them to know that she was dating because it was a family dynamic problem and, and all, all these other things. And that, that they would harass her about dating, so she just kind of wanted to keep it a secret. Well, I kind of played into that a little bit, but it, along the way, I've kind of gotten totally frustrated with the whole thing because I'm not trying to date someone in secret. What, what, you know, I'm not 20, 34 years old. I'm not married. I don't need a side action deal. But this continued to be the same pattern over and over and over again. And then sometimes when she'd say she's going here, going there, she'd disappear completely. And how is it you have a conversation with someone on a text message and all of a sudden they go silent for a week, two weeks, a month? Oh, I didn't notice that you texted me. I, and I, I, met, I responded, but I forgot to hit send. Oh, you know, I call bullshit on that. It's total bullshit. If I'm expecting a text from you, I look. And then I would see, oh, I forgot to send this. I better send this within a day. Not a month or two months or three months. So, you know, as, as I just stated, you know, we, we continue to repeat the pattern if we're continually willing to put up with it. So here her and I reconnected again. And then here it is. She says, oh, I want to be in your area. What are you doing for Easter? And I'm like, great, we're going to start seeing each other and doing this while we were supposed to be doing it. And then come to find out she's staying with her brother-in-law Friday night, Saturday night. Oh, and then she has to get back to wherever she's living 
for Easter and then a birthday party and claims, oh, but I wanted to see you. I could see you, but I can only do it during the day. I can't stay in the evening. I can't come over in the evening. I can't stay the evening. All right, I'm stupid. Yeah, so everybody seems to think. But, you know, I'm kind of like leading with the heart, but let's get real. I've told this situation to other friends of mine, and they're like, dude, she's married. She's in a relationship. She's trying to do something on the side. And I can't help but agree with them. I mean, she's complaining to me how she's got no money, and she's over in this one western part of town, and there's no real business for her. And so, look, I'll set up a place at my place. You have a room. You can come over to my neck of the woods where the opportunities are far greater what you do here than there and you don't even have to pay rent don't even have to pay utility just help with the food well i don't know if i could do that well why not we're dating aren't we you're not dating anyone else are you no i'm not dating anyone then why can't you do it well i don't think i know you well enough i don't know if you're my people this has been a charade for six plus years I finally put my foot down the other day and said, no, I'm not doing this anymore with you. You're in my way of what I'm trying to get accomplished. I'm tired tired of giving you headspace on this whole deal. So I would say to you, if you're in the same situation, I would say, pause, stop and say, is this how you want it to be when you're dating someone? If the answer is no, then stop it. If it's yes, I I feel for you because that's not how I would want to do it. Like I said, I'm an older gentleman. I've only got so much time left. I don't want to spend it chasing some phantom dating partner that wants to get together for sex whenever it's good for them. Well, what the hell? So, like always, I always Google things and things bug me and try to figure out and understand a little bit more. And it's interesting. I found up with this one, came up with this one word. I never heard of it before. Always amazed at all the different things we got going on in the dating world. But it's called stashing. What is stashing? So let me read this to you. For those of you that know, good for you. For those of you who don't, here you go. Sometimes referred to as pocketing. I'd never heard that term either. It's when one person in a relationship makes the conscious decision to hide the other person from his or her inner circle. And yes, that includes both in real life and on social media. Of course, there's so much more a reflection of the stasher than the stashee, but come on, it's downright rude and hurtful as hell. Here, I was hoping to maybe take her down to Arizona, since she's from Arizona originally, have her meet my grandkids, have her meet my son, his wife. In the six plus years, she doesn't want me to meet her cousins, her brothers, any of her relatives, any of her friends, everything's done in the, the shadows of darkness. And it doesn't feel good. And I've, kind of, I've touched upon this several times, and I've always fallen for stupid excuses, but not anymore. So there's no one reason why stashing happens. But we spoke with marriage and couple therapists, and she told us that stashing may be stashing you because, one, they are embarrassed by or have issues with their family. Okay, that's fine. I, I get it. My family is not my son and his wife or my grandkids, but my siblings. Oh, my gosh. But I tell people right up front about my story. And how I was a a baby to a 12-year-old mom. How I was in a foster home for the first four years of my life. How I had six stepfathers. I had siblings. One sibling that would work the streets until she died at the age of 60. A half-sister. I still got seven half-siblings down in Oregon somewhere. So 
I don't want to hear that. I'm happy to tell everyone about my family. You know, I don't know my family. Two, they don't see a serious future with you. Yeah, okay, I get it, but why not just come out and say it? Instead of hide. Why the extra work? Three, they're carrying on another relationship simultaneously. None, we repeat, none of these reasons or any other reasons are good enough to justify making you feel like dirt. But having a little bit of insight might take the edge off. Have you dealt with pocketing, being pocketed? Have you met with being stashed? And some of the other terms I ran into, I don't know if you've heard of this, infladating, where you try to date, keep the cost down, simple date so you can offset the cost of inflation. Have you heard of wanderlove? After being stuck at home during COVID lockdowns, folks are still very interested in traveling. According to a survey of more than 10,000 daters, it says here one in three, 33%, say they are now more open to being in relationships with people who are not in their current city. So expand those dating apps. Well, me, I don't want to be in the same city, but I want to be within a half hour. Eth- ethical sexploration. You know, E&M relationships, poly relationships. At least people talk about those. That's one thing I've found about alternative lifestyles is it's, it's all based upon open line of communication. Whereas a typical relationship, we say it's about communication, that ends up being not about communication at all because everyone's running around in darkness or making assumptions without sitting down and talking to their partner, their dating person. Dry dating. I guess that's where you, you know, you, you don't go places where you have alcohol. And for me, you know, I like a glass of wine. I like craft beer or Jack and Coke, but if my date sat there and said, hey, I just prefer to have 7-Up, then I'm going to mimic that person. I'll have 7-Up too. What's the harm in that? You don't have to always go on an alcohol-related date. Nothing wrong with that. Open casting. It's time to do away with those tall, dark, and handsome requirements and instead think beyond our typical physical type while dating in 2023. I couldn't agree more. However, We all have our types, and we all get stuck with them. It's very frustrating. Have you heard of some of these terms? Zombieing. It's alive. It's alive. With zombieing, the ghoster you thought you'd never hear from again pops back in your life as if nothing happens. Yeah, that that totally explains the lady that I've been seeing on and off for six years. And I'm trying to make something more of it that she obviously is not willing to do. Voice phishing. Dating app Hinge released a feature allowing daters to send voice messages and add audio notes to profiles. Apparently that's resulted in a lot of voice phishing. Users use a phony, sexier sounding voice in the hopes of attracting a date. How stupid is that? Although, I've called people and they don't like the way I sound so they don't think I'm worthy of getting and meeting. They don't say it, but they just disappear. Hesitating. Hesitating. A holder from our collective pandemic mentality to hesitate is to feel unsure about a relationship and dating as a whole because of the how uncertain life has felt since COVID. I can certainly relate to that. That kind of avoiding dating behavior benefits no one, so we need to break out of that. How about masterminding? Not masturbating, masterminding. Get, get your head out of the gutter, would you? This one is going to be hard to understand if you're not a Swifty. First, you have to understand that Mastermind is a song from Taylor Swift's album, Midnights, that delves into how she laid the groundwork for meeting a romantic interest. 
In response to the song, TikTokers posted videos sharing the grunt work they put into making things happen with their partners. There's nothing wrong with doing your research on a crush or creating a fancy meeting. You hear coincidence or two, but some people admitted to vaguely stalkerish behavior. A lawyer states that he researched in their area that could help them and, and bumped into them for a week straight at their local Starbucks until they asked them out. One woman confessed in a now viral video which has been viewed more than 1.8 million times. We dated for about a month in which he helped me out so much I got my legal procedures re- resolved. Wow, so she just used it for that. How about Power PDA? Coined by the dating app Bumble Power PDA is like regular PDA, only with more spit and way more ass-grabbing, I guess, when you do a public displays of affection. People are really making up for lost time. Relationship expert with Bumble said the trend of the Dermot and Dave podcast. Dermot and Dave. Two or three Bumble Daves are saying they're into the power PDA trend, and I think it's related to how much touch star we are during the pandemic. People are really making up for twos of having nobody to touch them. I can agree with that. I want to be touched. How about the ethically non-monogamous? We've got nothing against practicing ethical non-monogamy. Whatever works for you and yours, but too many times, it's a cover for shady behavior. Maybe someone doesn't admit they're in an open relationship until they've been on multiple dates with a new person. Or maybe their partner isn't clued in in the non-monogamy. Let's stop saying ethical non-monogamy and start saying consensual non-monogamy to emphasize that a lot more people are in non-monogamous relationships than they aren't consenting to or aware of. So if you're going to do an E&M relationship, my suggestion is this. You're going to meet someone, meet them for the first time. Then say for the second time before anything transpires, you want to meet their other partner. So that you know, everyone is having open line communication. They're discussing it. Everyone understands what's involved. So there's no shadiness going on. Trust is huge. Without it, you can't move forward regardless of the relationship with your kids, your grandkids, with your partner, your partners. So let's let's stop doing that. How about Pete Davidson has dated enough women this past year to qualify as a veritable trend? And there's a way to unsubscribe from Pete Davidson content. So I don't know who Pete Davidson is, but I'm going to look into it. How about beige flags? First coined by a TikTok creator, a self-proclaimed dating guru. Beige flags are signs on dating app profiles that the person behind their profile is probably fucking boring. That's right, I said it. Someone whose entire personality is liking The Office or Harry Potter. There's someone who writes that they're looking for someone who can keep up with me. We are not into this trend. It's just sort of petty. How about winter coating? Season-specific dating trends to reek of desperation. Cuffing season. And this is one of no different. Winter coating is when someone you're casually dated, hooked up with even just DM with a dating app, hit you up during the aforementioned cuffing season. Gotta keep warm somehow. How about hater? If you had a conversation with someone on a dating app where they start off saying hey and followed up with hey and maybe then toss in a good morning the next day just to keep things fresh. Yeah, that's a hater and we hate them. And I'm kind of guilty of that from time to time. I don't know what to say. I don't want to have a paragraph. They wave at me, I wave back. 
they smile at me, I smile back. If they say hey, I say hey. If they say hi, I say hi. Here are five dating trends that you want to keep. And we've already discussed one was infladating. And then the other one is, are we dating the same guy at private Facebook groups? So are we dating the same guy started on a Facebook group in New York where women could anonymously share warnings about guys that they dated or ask anyone has any intel about a guy before the date? So that's interesting. Open casting, we talked about hardballing. The hardball is to be clear with someone about your intentions and expectations for being romantically involved, whether you're looking for a serious long-term relationship or a casual fling. Hardballing is basically the antidote to situationships and awkward, what are we conversations. How about dating wrapped? Inspired by Spotify rap, the annual feature on Spotify that shows you on stats on your most listened to artists and songs. Dating rap, videos on TikTok, had singles getting brutally honest about their dating activity in 2022. Cataloging everything from the number of first dates they went on to the number of times they deleted and reloaded dating apps. I went on 31 first dates. If you think that's a lot, there's more. This does not include one catfish encounter. That's right, I spent three days talking to some, someone pretending to be a Polish influencer. I also ended up on the Today Show because of it. And that's the TikTok user Sam's are better joked. Not only is this trend hilarious, but detailing the minute minute of your dating life is a great way to pinpoint things you want to change in 2023. There's some things for you to consider. I thought I'd throw that at you since I'm sitting here going, what the hell? Why am I dealing with this crap? Oh, I was like dealing with it because I keep putting up with it. And I want to stop. You know, I do, I've got a book at home that talks about the alpha male. And reading the book, I can see that I'm, I'm, I'm more of an alpha male, but I sometimes fall into the beta male syndrome and an alpha male is a good thing even in this toxic masculinity world that everyone's trying to break down and an alpha male i would suggest you look that up if you don't truly understand what an alpha male is and what a beta male is and then there's the rest and alpha males are not what people tend to think they are Something to look into. And so with that in mind, as I got to reading some more chapters of my book, I've got this one TikTok influencer I've invited to be a guest on my podcast. And hopefully her and I will connect in the next week or two. And her name is Rihanna Roach. You can look her up. She's a clinical hypnotherapist, author, speaker, and coach. It looks like she's from down under in Australia. But she talks about masculine men alpha myth and has good input on that and then also stitches together videos with other people uh, with good content of, of, of how to be true to your feminine self how a man can be true to his true masculine self and, and I would suggest maybe even reading the book called The Way to Superior Man and that is written by Miguel Ruiz who also wrote many other books about relationships and uh, one book he wrote is called The Four Agreements if you, if you don't have that book I would get that book it's an easy read a real easy basic understanding of the things that we could do to be better within those four agreements uh, but he's got one called The Majesty of Love where we chase the demons all the time within our head so those are some of my suggestions. I'm hoping that she'll be uh, a guest in our podcast. I think she's got some exit content, and she's uh, well-known. She's got uh, 
books and she's got her own uh, blog and she's got her TikTok. So she's probably got some good input stuff. Certainly, I could still learn more about and hopefully it'll be good input for you. Now, I'm going to leave you with a recording of a TikTok that I'm going to play here in a moment. And I just want to get your input on it because I kind of I kind of been down this path because you know of what this gentleman happens to say, and I'll play it here in a moment. But you know, in this world where you know the uh, racial dating is fine, interracial dating is fine, uh, same-sex dating is fine, so is marriages, BDSM dating is fine. I mean, whatever your fetish is is fine. But there's certain things that just aren't fine. And I just I get a chuckle of how we're defining what's fine and what's not fine. And so I'll play this here in a second. And I'd love to get your input on what he happens to share here. This shit still boggles my mind. If a girl wants a guy who's older, it's a preference. If a guy wants a girl who's younger, it's creepy and immature. If a girl doesn't want to date a short guy, it's preference. If a guy doesn't want to date a girl that's overweight, he's an asshole who's not focused on the things that matter. If a girl wants a guy who can take charge, it's a preference. If a guy wants a girl who will submit to his lead, he's, you guessed it, misogynistic. If a girl sets a boundary, it's empowering. If a guy sets a boundary, it's controlling. Women have preferences, men have something wrong with them. This isn't a double standard, it's just illogical. So why does anyone accept this? So your thoughts on that? I've run into that in several situations to where I'm chastised because I'm not at a point there I was dating people that are younger than me. You know, I was in my 60s, I was dating people in their late 30s and 40s and 50s. And everyone's like, why aren't you dating someone your own age? Well, all I used to tell people, I have a, I have a deal now. If whoever pays attention to me, I pay attention back. Why should I sit home because people in my own age grouping don't want to date me? Or they just want to sit around and do nothing. I'm not trying to date 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds. But if someone in their late 30s, 38, 39, 40, 50, you know, I'll, I'll date someone my age. But they're far few between. And it's, it's, it's very frustrating. But why should I be chastised for doing that? I guess, would it be okay if I dated the same sex? Nobody would say anything. You know, I've had several situations in years past where people confronted the people I was dating at a restaurant. And we are just sitting there eating or drinking, talking. We weren't doing anything more than that. We weren't holding hands. We weren't kissing. There was no PDA. Who in the hell's got the right to come up and chastise somebody about who they're seeing and who they're dating? Neither one was, you know, we didn't have purple hair. Or we didn't have nose rings or, you know, racers in our ears. We are just too people. It got in the way of me and one lady that we were, we really liked one another. But it got to be an issue. Because every time we went out, someone got bent out of shape. I dated one lady that was 12 years younger than me. She looked like she was 20 years younger than me. My gray hair was coming in earlier. And people would constantly give us grief. A friend of mine, he dated a lady who's 20 years younger than him. And they'd go to sporting events and everything else. And people, you know, giving her and giving him grief whatever i mean if you get two consenting adults within a certain age range i mean i get it you got somebody who's you know very young hasn't had any life experiences why would someone in their 30s date someone that was 18 that doesn't make sense but if you're in your 50s you want to date some of their 30s and their 40s and why shouldn't you male or female either way but i think in my opinion what this gentleman had to say on tiktok 
is very true in a lot of ways and I, I, I just I'd love to get your input your feedback and whatever you say I'm where I'll publish it on my next dating podcast uh, dating funnies and with any luck hopefully between now and then uh, Rihanna will come and she'll be a guest and share with you more about the how masculine male and a female and her femininity and one of the things she talked about in one of her last podcasts is that she's very comfortable wearing her jeans, just casual. Good for her. That's great. Except she started wearing dresses. And she, at first she was uncomfortable with it, but finally she's able to relax and enjoy her perceived femininity. And the, in the book, The Way to Superior Man, he talks about that if a woman has to take on a masculine role, it goes against her very core because her very core is her feminine nature and the masculine male. So she's looking for the masculine man to lead the relationship knowing that he's doing what's best for the relationship. Doesn't mean he makes exclusive decisions. She's trusting that he's going to make the right decision for the relationship and he's going to look to her for her suggestions, her ideas, and her input and then he's going to make a decision. But that's after a collaboration between the two of them, as opposed to being wishy-washy about it, then she can't relax and enjoy her femininity within a relationship. And I truly believe in that, but I think we've gone so far over that what this gentleman said in this TikTok is very true. I mean, I've talked about it before. I try to hold open a door for someone and they just get in my face about it. Then I tried to do that to them. I was at the dentist and the one of the workers came in and opened the door for her. She looked at me, what are you doing? I said, I just thought I'd open the door for you. What is wrong with that? I guess now, you know, I'm back to where, like, okay, well, I'm not going to do anything for you. And so that means if you're going to date me, you better come prepared to pay for your date, too. Because why should I have to, you know, I have to do certain things, but you don't. And if I don't, then I'm this, and you're not. So, yeah, it's, it's such a double-edged sword. It's, it's very frustrating, very confusing. So please, enlighten me. Help me. Give me some ideas, some thoughts. Change my mind. You can reach me at datingfunnies, D-A-T-I-N-G-F-U-N-N-I-E-S, at gmail.com. I hope you have a great week. Hope you're having fun. An open line of communication. Be trustworthy. Be how you want to be treated when you're dating someone. All right? Have a great week. This is Dating Funnies.